Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Good afternoon, St. Louis DGS on KMOX. Happy Friday. Gorgeous day out there. Super Friday, three-day weekend. Uh, if you've been hearing our hilarious promos, uh, coming up on Monday, we are taking the day off, even though we don't get it. Uh, but our boss, Steve, is cool, and we hatched a plan together. We thought that it would be really fun to play Game 6 of uh, the 2011 World Series and Game 7 back-to-back. So that's what's going to be happening on Labor Day afternoon. So enjoy that. Good times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of ways you could spend like that outside, just like barbecuing and grilling and sitting there and having that as your background yeah. music. Yeah. Who would have been the broadcasters back then? Oh, it was John and, and Mike. Okay. When did Mr. Buck pass away? Uh, Ish. Yeah, it was before that. It was before I came to town in 06. Yeah. I remember going to his funeral mm-hmm. uh, at Bush, and I was, and you know, we had, you had to wait because you had to walk the entire perimeter. And when it was me and producer Tom, and when we got to uh, about halfway home from third base, because Mr. Buck's casket was at home plate, uh, Tom decides it's a good idea to pull up some turf uh, to keep as a souvenir. And within a nanosecond, someone was on him and like, yeah. uh, son, put that back. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, that was that was more than 21 years ago. Oh, man, that's crazy. Ooh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow. That does not feel that long ago. I know. Wow. Man, that's something else. You know what? Not to get all philosophic on a Super Friday of a three-day weekend, but um, the way that people talk about, like, oh, the older you get, the faster time passes and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And where did 20 years go? And how is Phoebe in college and all that stuff? Maybe that's one of – and this is a real duh, but maybe that's one of the reasons we love – our childhood so much and our youth so much is because time doesn't pass. You're like, I'm always going to be young and beautiful. Like you really, truly believe, like you look at your parents and you know, intellectually, that's where you're heading, but you feel like somehow there's going to be a loophole, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that at some point when I turn 30, uh, God's going to intervene and go like, no more aging, Uh, which maybe this crop will get from science. But it's just like when I remember being a kid, that was one of the most magical things was time just kind of didn't exist. Like I, I knew when I had to be at school. I knew what time Carol Burnett was on. You know, I knew the roughly when the street lights were going to come on. But other than that, there was just no real concept. Yeah, which is kind of the 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 greatest gift that life gives you. And the whole youth being wasted on the young, you can say that, <laughs> right? Like I could say to, uh, you know, uh, Rachel's niece, Catherine, like, hey, enjoy this because blah, blah. And she'd be like, stop talking, creepy old man. You know, <laughs> like you just don't, you just can't conceive it. Oh, wonder- you, you can't conceive of things because you don't have the perspective. Yeah. Right. I think that's the, the one thing that really changes as you get older is you have more points of reference. Right. So if you're like, just use driving as an example, if you're driving down the highway and there's nothing on the side that differentiates your, what you're seeing, if it's just nothing but a cornfield and you don't see any other markers, you may not be able to tell how fast you're going when you're going past light posts 
and you're going past them really quick, you're like, oh, wow, we're moving. Like you can tell it, it takes that, it takes those extra objects in there to give you the perspective that you're going fast. Yeah. Same thing with being older. Yeah. Andrew, you're about to talk. Mm-hmm. And before you do, I just have to make sure you're not going to tell the story from lunch. <laughs> I, I was. I was going to talk about the goop coming out of the pipe. If anyone gets a chance to have lunch with Rachel or Wheels, do so because they're delightful. If you are ever in a position to eat a meal with Andrew Stoles, pretend you're having a heart attack. <laughs> anyone want to set Rach? You're the best at this. Sum up what happened. Well, I do not remember what we were talking about at all, but Andrew decided to launch into a story about his neighbor's who, and he's, this was not even related to the story he was telling, but he was like, there used to be goop that poured out of their house onto the street. And we were all just like, ugh, That's right before the food arrived. Yeah, yeah and I was getting soup. I was setting the scene. <laughs> I forgot we were at lunch. I forgot we were eating lunch. We're at a restaurant, ordered food, and we forgot we're having lunch. When you're, look, when you're always you eating. You had restaurant blindness. When you're always eating, their lines get blurred on what's happening when. Uh, <laughs> and And I was trying to set the scene that they're like, weird they're weird people like weird things happen there so i had to tell them about the goop pipe which is the pipe that (laughs) their their house their 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 door is always like blocked off with like bricks they have like bricked up the door how do they get out they use this garage entrance and that's what i was trying to say is that is that the lady will just like sit in the car like just like sit in the car like slumped over and so like uh, my wife and I have done like wellness checks on her before. We're we're just like, are you, are you doing okay? And she's like, I'm fine. And it's like, well, it's 100 degrees and your car's off and your windows are all up. Uh, but and there's there was, goop pouring out of your pipe. That and the goop pipe has been gone for a while. But there used to be a pipe running out of their house, like that, just one of those like regular and curving down pipes, and like goop would just like pour out of it, and no one knew what the goop was. It's spooky. He's a little bit of a energy vampire, like on what we do in the shadows. You know what I mean? Like, you just gotta as, give up halfway through no, the story. We were just talking about how life passes, and while he was recounting that story, I got married again, and I had another three kids, and like it just went on. What was that? Forty seconds. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. it felt so long. You got to use your imagination. For this the is where I miss Trish because she would have already said. If you don't shut up, <laughs> I'm going to come I'm over there and hit you. I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. First time she said that in our meeting was, <laughs> if you don't shut up, I'm going to die. Okay. A little more Andrew, because I just loved this. So we have our Google Doc uh, every day, which is everyone's ideas for, hey, I think this is an interesting, you know, relevant thing to talk about. And I'm looking at Rachel's and Rachel always hits it out of the park. She just does. She's got like relatable things and she has news items and uh, Wheeler has five pieces of audio. Casey DeSantis, sports with the Cardinals, Major League Baseball, this, Mizzou, that. And then we come to young Andrew. I'm going to read it (laughs) word for word. How long past expiration would you guys eat cheese? (laughs) 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 And he's the producer. (laughs) I have this ongoing war with my parents over expiration date. Everything in my parents' house, because it was my grandma's house before they moved in, there is jello boxes in that house from 1984. They gave me Neosporin once that expired in 1990, the year that I was born. And this was like two years ago they gave me this bottle of Neosporin. And they're like, it's fine. But being a baby, use it. 
So all of their food. I have some thoughts. <laughs> Please. Just get your own Neosporin. <laughs> I didn't have any and my yeah, cut myself. Yeah, go to the store That's why you and get, get it. it. I cut myself at their house and so they gave me the Neosporin. But anyway, like my mom and dad won't get me the good Neosporin. You're 33. <laughs> I was at their house. Get already. him, Rachel. Get him. <laughs> I was already at their house. So Did I went you over- cut yourself in an old Jello box. So I'm going over there for dinner, and all of their food is at least a little expired because that doesn't bother them. They don't. They don't have. They're not affected by that. And so I'll say to them, like, hey, is this like, you know, this food's expired? You know, this uh, this whatever this soda is past its expiration date, and they're like, oh. We've been feeding you expired food your whole life. You never complained about it back then. So Boy, I found- things are coming into focus. <laughs> <laughs> so I found this parma that my, my mother made us. She makes a great spaghetti. She made her famous spaghetti last night. So my wife and I went over there. We had dinner with them. And uh, I found this Parmesan cheese in the fridge that expired in 2021. Would you guys have mm. eaten Parmesan cheese from 2021? It It's just like the powdered kind? Yeah, it's just the, like, Schnucks brand. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably Unopened? eat it. No, full, uh, it was oh, long open. No. No? I did. I went for it. I went for it. My dad went for it. Everything turned out fine. There were no complications from it. There's so many preservatives in the powdered kind that I would feel you okay so? about doing it. Yeah. I was very sketchy about it, and, of course, they were like, oh, just quit being a baby and eat it. <laughs> And I'm we like, just I called your parents dirty losers. <laughs> no, nope, did yeah, not. I, heard it. I just go and buy what the food. Go by what the Food Network says. What does the Food Network say? Food Network says that like Parmesan's considered the hard cheese. It's okay to eat is, for a month. It it's okay to eat for a month past expiration. That's a month. Even it I says, would, I'm. I'm. It also says, by the way, that if it if it has mold on it, you can still eat it. You just got to cut the mold but off. Based on everything I know about <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you're a real fancy pants about expired food here. I know. You're I... driving a car full of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very particular about. I'm very particular about because I don't want to get sick. That's no fun. I gotta my life moves fast. You gotta. You can't be you know taking time off for being sick or whatever. So I'm, I'm hesitant about. Oh, sorry, I forgot, Mr. Bezos. <laughs> I forgot that I need, uh, or I, I, I've repeated what you said because I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, I, He's I drawing a brunk. I'm drawing, I'm drawing a brunk. No, I, I, I'm very picky about expired food. I don't like to eat stuff past the expiration date, but I took a, I took a risk on this one. Now the, the, I mean, like the, we you know the reality, like the, the expiration dates are not really when you have to sure. get rid of something. I mean, it's like, it's like if they say you can take three aspirin, you can probably take twelve because. They assume we're stupid. Yeah, but it says that experts, the agreed upon time is three months past the date on the package. For like all things? For specifically (laughs) for grated Parmesan cheese. (laughs) Yeah, but that's grated. That's not the the stuff in the green shaker. Green shaky is what I'm talking about. That's what that is. That's grated Parmesan, I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, yeah. I thought you meant like a a tub of the real, because I don't even consider this like real cheese, (laughs) the stuff that you get in the grated (laughs) Parmesan. Well, that's a good question. Is it really? I don't it's have any idea. Like food it's powder. Good, yeah, it's good. garlic. <laughs> it's garlic flour. <laughs> I, had, I had some last night. It's good. I mean, good, I yeah. love it. I prefer yeah. it to actual yeah. shaved Parmesan cheese, like by and a mile. Whatever. It was way expired. I mean, I've yeah. had it now for a couple of years, but. Mm-hmm. Look at me. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're still here. Based I love on we... everyone in this room, I think... Uh... I love that we both ate expired Parmesan cheese separately. <laughs> I love that in, stuff. In two different states. Dude, I grew up oh, with that. That's mother's it's... milk. That mm-hmm. That is... Woo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Do I have time for this story? Uh, this is weird. I'm going to warn you, but it's a true story. Uh, it's on Drudge. There is a geography professor. Where was he? At Kent State, who has a fetish for painting cute young girls' faces like a clown. And he spent the last several years uh, manipulating uh, students into letting him do this. And he would pay them, and they were 18 and needed the money, and it seemed, it seemed you know, like, uh, well, how bad could this go? Mm-hmm. And then someone outed him, and he resigned the same day, and there you go. I have a similar story. Uh, this guy's probably dead by now. And, and it wasn't like... As bad as this. But when I was a freshman at SIUE in psychology, I, I might have even been older than that. And we had this uh, professor and he was he was weird. A lot of professors are weird. Professors are just kind of their own thing. And it was nonverbal behavior. And he was super into like physical nonverbal behavior. And he said, look, you don't have to show up to this. But Tuesday uh, at like 8 p.m., we're going to have uh like a, I don't know, get together. Mm-hmm. And it was, and, and, and I went to it and ah. it was all touching each other and rubbing with, with oil, swear to God. Okay. And, and I was 18 year old me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, yes, please. <laughs> and, and even I like halfway through, I had this good girlfriend there and we we're both like, well, let's get out of here. But he used to do it all the time. Did you know what it was going to be when you went? No, no. I mean, we knew it was going to Professor Tim's oil. Yeah, we knew it was going to be odd, but we didn't realize just how odd it was going to be. And and I'm talking like rubber sheets on the floor, kind of stuff. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Wheels, I can't read that face. Yeah, it's just a nope. <laughs> well, like I've never done something like that. No, 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 I'm not saying I probably would have done exactly what they've done. I've been like, oh, we can't be that weird, it, and then yeah. gotten there. I'm like, yep, it's weird. Bye. <laughs> how long would you? How how much oil would you rub on somebody before you were like, I think I'm done, Kevin. <laughs> Like, would you walk in the door? There are so like, many ways he could have asked that question. And that's probably the best possible way. How much oil would you rub on another person until you just said no? Yeah, before you were like, this is weird. I'm out of here. I don't know. I got to see the room. <laughs> oh, so there is, an, answer, there is okay? an amount of oil that you would rub on okay. a stranger. So there's some there's some oil. I mean, back then? Yeah. No, now. Now, none. none. Ad- adventure no. Kevin. Got no interest in that now. Single, single Adventure Kevin trying to make some friends on the campus on a Tuesday night at Professor Tim's uh, oil night. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Of? Of any of that. I, I don't think I would have participated. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm a good. You guys do that. Mm. I'm going to go watch sports. <laughs> good opening. <laughs> <laughs> 124 DGS. We have uh, Dr. Matt Bays from Blue Tail Medical Group coming up pretty soon. We have Avi Loeb, the astronomer at Harvard. There's our smart guy stuff, so the rest of the time we're just going to be dumb. Um, here's one. Last night uh, I'm doing TikTok, and it said, if you can get 10 out of 10, you are the level of God. Oh, let's go. Whoa. Not a God. God. The God. God and I'm like, well. I'll bite. And so the first question, number one out of 10, was name the star of Green Acres. And I was like, wow, (laughs) it's so much easier to be a god than I thought it would be. (laughs) And I didn't take any more because I was afraid I would get 10 out of 10 and be stuck being a god. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you don't want that kind of responsibility. You don't want that burden. (laughs) It really made me laugh, though. (laughs)
<laughs> I think you guys are going to get this. Um, okay, so here's the story. There, there's a, a story out there where a lady was playing fetch with her dog with a stick, and the dog swallowed part of it, and it screwed him all up, and it cost her you know, a bunch of money in, in vet bills. So the whole point is never play fetch with a stick. Okay, maybe this is just me being me or, like, again, like old guy stuff. But it seems to me that we – it used to be like, hey, did you hear so-and-so was injured in this freak accident? And it would just be a freak accident. You follow me? Mm -hmm. But you wouldn't go like, well, I'm never going to walk across the street again. And now it feels like when bad things happen, it turns into never do this. How many – trillions of sticks have been thrown to trillions of dogs. And I'm sure that this isn't the first injury. It it, it happens. You can throw a ball and they can swallow the ball. You can, there are all kinds of things that happen to dogs and kids and whatnot. My point is, have we just become such enormous wusses uh, or busybodies that we want to tell everyone else how to live that we, just, rather than saying, well, the chances of this are very, very low, but, you know, be careful. You feel me? Yeah. Like it just feels like the most random, crazy thing happens, and then it's like, oh, God, don't ever do that. Like, I don't know if I want to live in a world where I can't throw a stick to a dog. I get what you're saying for sure. Um, I think it's maybe we're busybodies and we're wusses. I also think that people just like to be the one who knows something and the one to pass on information. So it's like, you know, you should never do this because I know of an instance where blah, blah, blah. I think that's part of it, too. But I get what you're saying for it to become like a now a nationwide thing of yes. like you're a bad pet owner if you yes. play fetch with a stick and because it seems, one incident. It seems to on. just go across everything, mm-hmm. you know, that the, the wildest thing will happen. And then it's like, oh, my God, make sure you never do this or you always do this. It's like, why don't you shut up? Do you ever go in the comment section when you're on TikTok? Do you ever click the little very rarely? That's a very good idea because TikTok, people who comment on TikTok are the most insane. They are the progenitors of all of this. They are the people who are, are who will say like, you know, anytime somebody posts a cute video of their pet or something, they're the ones in the comments going like, um, a cat would only do that when they are extremely uh, depressed or whatever, just not. And, and so anytime we see- could we could do a sweet 16 of the worst character traits of modern life. Yeah. And know-it-allism would be a big one. Mm-hmm. There just seems to be so much know-it-allism out there. Mm-hmm. Well, I think know-it-allism is a big reason why we're in the the situation we're in when it comes to news and information is people want to feel like they know it all. So then if they're confronted with a conflicting viewpoint, it's like, well, this can't be right. Because I know it all. Yeah, because I know everything. <laughs> no, we're laughing, but I think that's a good yeah. point. Mm-hmm. That it used to be that no one thought they knew it all. And so if someone someone presented you with new information or different information or even conflicting information, you might get defensive and you might argue about it, but you wouldn't fly off the handle. Mm -hmm. But when your standard is, oh, no, 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 I know everything there is to know about pretty much everything about this. Yeah. You just can't stand to be questioned or take in new information. 136 DGS. 
If you've been intrigued by my live endorsements for Blue Tail Medical Group and the uh, stem cell therapy stuff, Dr. Matt Bays, one of the physicians, will be in studio next, and he'll answer all of our questions. Uh, Rach, tell me about Gen Z and saving for retirement. Okay, it's Gen Z and millennials, apparently, but there have been studies and, and Dave and Dave that show that Gen Z and millennials would rather spend their money on life experiences <laughs> than saving for retirement. Uh, so they'd rather go to concerts, they'd rather go on vacation, stuff like that, rather than tucking that money away for the future, which I don't know if that means that they're like not contributing to their 401k in order to get money and go on vacations. But I think it's just in general, we're not really thinking about saving for the future too terribly much. We'd rather have what we want right now. So I think that probably goes for every generation. I mean, I know that when you're young, yeah, Yeah. when you're young. Yeah. I I, I don't know a lot of 20 somethings when I was 20 something or now who are like, Oh, got to put away this much. If you do, you're super smart and you should. But I wonder if the new generations, I'm more intrigued by this. If it's conceptual where it's like, Hey, look, I'm going to live now as opposed to saving enough money to eat enough tomato soup when I'm an old fossil. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to make hay while the sun's shining. I'm going to take trips and do stuff. Uh, I think there's there's something to be said about that. I think there is, but I also think that it's kind of like what we what you talked about earlier with the passing of time. You're going to think that when you're young and you're going to change when you're like, huh, I'm 35 and I'm going to want to retire in 20 years if I can. Better start doing something about that because when that retirement gets closer – And you're like, man, I could just not work at 55. Well, if you don't save anything, you're going to work till you're 75. You're going to work till you die, very likely. So I think the older you get, the more you get that. But I just looked this up when when you brought the story up, Rage. Um, This is from July of this year. It says 62% of men and women in Gen X. So 62% of men, 64% of women in the Gen X generation have saved less than 10% of their retirement target number. So... My generation the same way, hmm. right? I mean, my generation, Gen X is what? What's the young end of Gen X? 45? It's a good question. I mean, but it's between, you're yeah, probably the, the top oldest. end, yeah. and then I'm in the middle, and there's mm-hmm. a little bit behind me. So people that are between, four, let's say, between 45 and 58. Mm-hmm. You don't have that much time before retirement if you're at that number. And Stop I'm, scaring me. I'm just can saying. I, can I ask, like, a really dumb question about retirement? So you're supposed to pull from a bunch of different money sources, right? Yes. Like you get your social security. Yep. 401k, whatever. Yeah, 401k. You might have a pension. And then maybe you have like a little part-time job or something. All right. I just wanted to clarify that because when they talk about saving for retirement, it's almost as if that's your one source of income is just money that you've saved. And that's a little scary. Oh, yeah. I've looked at my, I look at my 401k sometimes and I'll just think like, if it continues on the track that it's on, I just I'm just like this is no. Have you done the enough. planning on this stuff, any of you? Like go, sat down with the no. person and done that because we've done that. We've got a person that does that stuff for us. Can I be honest? I did, but it was with Andrew. Oh and well, you know I'm not happy with the he planning. Just transferred you'll get a bunch the, of money. Yeah, the plan so put together for me seems like crap. Yeah, he's working on the goop pipes for your I house. Said, have you thought about <laughs> cashing in your 401k and getting a boat? But, like, what they do is they just ask you, what do you want to do when you're retired? What do you want your standard of living to be? Yeah. Do you want to travel? And say, this is how much you're going to need. Well, this is how much this thing's going to pay out. This is how much this thing's going to pay out. And here's the difference. And you either make that up now or you're going to have to make it up later while you're, you know, working part-time or whatever. Yeah. 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 
most people <clears throat> who live a pretty nice lifestyle will have to have a lot of cash yeah, to yeah. continue living that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Right. If you want to live, basically the the goal tends to be you want to stay at the level of, of comfort that you're used to. Right? You don't want to go backwards in retirement. I think, I think the argument for the younger crowd, and a lot of people my age too, would be, well, I'm young and I'm healthy. And when I'm 85, I probably won't be able to take trips. I won't be able to do much except sit here. And so I'm going to go ahead and spend more money now. And, I mean, there's no two ways about it. Just like, and I'll suffer to some extent when I'm older. What I think you miss, I think you get this. As opposed to having like a more even, oh, I didn't blow it out in my 40s and 50s, but I'm doing much better in my 60s and 70s. Well, think of it this way. I mean, like, at your your age, Mm -hmm. do you... you're you're for you're 58 but you're not like you're not old you're young you move around you you have interests you're like 58 60 65 is not what people think it is when they're 30 you know what right. I'm saying? When you're 25, and it's and not th- what it was when my when our moms and dads were that age. Exactly, like 65. My my parents are 75, and they don't they're not slowing down. They still yeah. travel. They still do everything they well, did 15, 20 years ago. It is young, and when it, you said a couple minutes ago retiring at 55, that just sounds nuts to me. And like, I wonder if I, that's part of it. Too. Is it sounds impossible I, well, to younger people? It, and it it seems like I would be really bored if I retired at 55 too. Like. What are you going to do with all of that free time? I yeah. mean, One of I'm, my good friends just retired. He's 53. I'm in mm. a unique, not unique, but I'm in a, a rare position in that uh, what I do is not that physically taxing. Right. right. It keeps my mind mm-hmm. active. Um, I can possibly still be relevant another 10, 15 years. Um, if I had worked like my dad did, climbing scaffolds every single day in 100 degrees and 10 degrees, uh, he didn't have anything left in the tank. Yeah, that's No, you're counting situation. days at that and, point. And, yeah. and he retired at 62. It wasn't like he yeah. was going to go do something else. Right. He was a carpenter. He was a union carpenter. That's what he did. And it wasn't like he was going to have a second career. And so, yeah, so, so I feel a little better. I mean, I could be irrelevant tomorrow. Who knows? But... Uh, yeah, even at like six, so I'm 58. I'll be 59 Wednesday. So when I think of, I can picture 65 pretty easily. That sounds too young to me to retire too. Because yeah. again, you've met me. What are you gonna do? <laughs> like if we, I'll be I'll be texting Rach this three day weekend. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do. I, I mean, like <laughs> the hell, the hell am I gonna do? Well, what thing. am I gonna do that's more fun than this? Hmm. And I get paid for this. True. I think the difference is you want to be able to back off if you want to. Yeah. Right? You want to set yourself up so that if you want to work less or if you want to do something that's slightly different. So, for example, somebody in our line of work could say, "I, you know what I want to do? I, I want to stop doing this thing day to day and I want to go teach at a broadcast school or I want to we'll do whatever. But you want to have the freedom to do yeah, that. Options. But you may not want to. I don't see myself ever just being like, well, I'm done. I'm, just, I'm going to be doing something. And I don't want to not do something because I'll be bored. Mm-hmm. Although, man, video games by then might be awesome. So maybe. Well, that's what I was going to say. You just win the World <laughs> Series every day. Do you, do you picture? Okay, so you're 51, right? Yeah, I'll be 52 in a couple so months. So let's just say 30 years from now. Yep. And you're in an old folks home. Yep. 
Do you just picture it being a bunch of Gen Xers with like <laughs> <Yes>! visors on? <laughs> Virtual reality goggles, the Living whole deal. A yeah. Fantasy. Everyone's uh, drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> and listen, eating Takis. Our generation is going to have. But for real. Yeah. Wearing Takis. Like, that's younger. When I would go see my dad in the nursing home back in 2002 ish. Like every man there was wearing blue dicky pants <laughs> and had a baseball hat <laughs> sitting on the top of their head. <laughs> no, when you think about it, though, when it, it, but when it's us, it's going to be a bunch of old codgers in blue jeans and V-necks and tattoos <laughs> and wallet <laughs> chains. Yeah, yeah, I'll still have my Slipknot shirt on, <laughs> right? Playing video. I mean, like, and think about it. That's pretty accessible. TVs and video game systems. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMOX. Happy Friday. I talk about Blue Tail Medical Group all the time. Dr. Matt Bays has been a personal friend of mine for a really long time, and he joins us live in studio. Hey, guys. You keep it clean this time, okay? All right. It's yep. been a while since yep. you've been on. I say don't. And Above you know, the belt. And you know why. <laughs> um, okay. I, I'm not even trying to be funny here. What is it? Please, the, the, the whole stem cell therapy thing, I do my best to describe it every day, but I, I fail miserably. Like, dumb yeah. it down for us, yeah. but be smarter than me. Yeah, let's let's get it over with and, and then talk about fun stuff. We can do that. Yeah, all right. Uh, no, I mean, what we're doing is we're just taking the cells in your body that heal and concentrating them and putting them where they need to go, and then we let them do their thing, and the body is smart. I mean, uh, so if we put those cells in a tendon, the damaged tendon releases messengers that tell those cells to build a new tendon. And so it's really, our part is easy. We have to be accurate. We have to be appropriate, you know, correct dosing, all that good stuff. But, you know, we've we've pretty much got the recipe down. So it really is your body. Just, yeah. And this, we could have done this 10,000 years ago had we known how to do it. Like yeah. your body was ready to do it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's a process. So we've, we've perfected it over time in terms of like, yeah, have I over, have I put too many cells in someone's wrist? Absolutely. The first wrist I treated uh, was an ex-CI agent. CIA agent, power lift gym owning 40 year old woman. And I injected her wrist and put too much in there. And I got a call from her that night that the hydrocodone wasn't enough. Wow. And I mm. learned real quick that, yeah. yeah, you just a little goes a long way. Hmm. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and is it easier to say what this doesn't work for as opposed to what it does work for? Is it pretty holistic across the body? You know, um, I mean, you've met Dave a lot. Um, we still need to get Dave on the air. But when, when he talks, you know, we've developed this uh, kind of score for a patient that helps us predict who's going to do well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's based a lot on the patient, you know, their inflammatory state, any comorbid medical problems, um, what kind of meds they're on, are they diabetic, you know, do they smoke, all that good stuff. If you take care of yourself and if you have pretty good luck with your genes, this is going to do well. And even if you're, you know, you got hypertension and a little high blood pressure or whatever, lipids, this will do well for you. Um, we do know where to draw the line. I mean, I'm I'm very, you know, just walking in the building, I was talking to two different surgeons about patients I need to send to. So um, that's key. Yeah. So what kinds of things? For that's enough out, questions, Dave. We need <laughs> to move people, on. For people out there listening who are like, I still don't understand. Like what kinds of things could people or their parents be going through that mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, we can probably help that. Well, I mean, I, I, we love to position ourselves between like the um, suck it up and live with it. You failed the steroid. You've done the therapy. You've tried to lose weight and your knee or hip still hurts or ankle or shoulder. And then the get it replaced. So we're, you know, because yeah. between there is a zone that surgeons don't know what to do with. And they tell us that and we know that. And we can help the patient maximize our life because we're all about like 
get busy living or or don't, right? You know, so, the, you know, we only go around the sun so many times. So if you're skipping the, your grandkids' baseball games because it hurts too f- bad to walk from the car to the bleachers, come see us. Yeah. Um, what about something like Wheels was a was a catcher forever, mm-hmm. and the, you know like knees are stiff and things like that. Is that a, a a possible thing, a good thing, or does it need to be more be more serious? No, that's a that's a good thing. I mean, first you know get the diagnosis right. What is it? Um, how bad? Um, where? Um, do we need to ultrasound, maybe an MRI or just a simple X ray and physical exam? And then and then what can we do to help? And a lot of times we don't need to help you. You know, we can send you to an excellent physical therapist or. Or maybe you just need to stretch a little, and I can show you what to do in the office. And knowing probably uh, you need to stretch a little. <laughs> I definitely need to stretch a little. Knowing Dr. Crane, he's trying to expand this as far as possible. So let's just have some fun for a minute. Like, mm-hmm. how far could this go? Like, what sorts of things could stem cell therapy help with? It, it's going. I mean, so there's blood disorders that are being treated with this, like cancers. Um, they're regrowing the cells in the pancreas that create insulin for type one diabetics when they don't make insulin. That's happening. Um, you know, so all, we always say this is the playground. Uh, orthopedics is luxury medicine because you just want to run faster or maybe you do want to go to your grandson's ball game or whatever. But, you know, they're saving lives in, in uh, real doctors, you know. So uh, let's spend the next few minutes talking some uh, sports medicine. Do you still do it? Do you have time to Absolutely. still do that stuff? Oh, yeah, for sure. What are some of the advancements or some of the new concerns going on with, like, high school, college age? Yeah, I'm covering a uh, big game tonight, uh, Marquette at Summit. I have oh, players nice. on both teams that I treat, and I'm the team physician for Summit, so I'll be on their sideline. That is my passion. I mean, I love it. Um, nothing gets you amped up like a high school sideline. It's a really big game this week. Um did you asked about advancements? Just sort of right? like what's what's new? I mean, well, I think high school sports are are developing just like anything else. So there's a lot better training, a lot more specialized training. These athletes are bigger, faster, and stronger than us. I mean, I played. I was okay high school, really bad college football player. I would not have made a team now at one of these big schools. Um, I can't imagine it. These guys are so big and fast, and the and the ladies in their sports. Um, that's new. Um, they. Most schools have their own athletic trainer. Uh, Tony Masello is at uh, DeSmet, or I'm sorry, Summit. Wow, DeSmet. Summit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on faculty at SLU, and so I help train all the students. And uh, shout out to Julia Martinez, one of our starting point guards at SLU, did an internship with me, and I think I've got her switched over to PA school <laughs> from athletic training. So I love teaching, but my point being that most high schools now do have an athletic trainer, a healthcare professional on the sideline. Games are safer. Um, they can make a call on the sideline, even if there's not a doc there. Hey, can you continue to play or not? That's big. That didn't used to be standard in 2008 when I started hanging out with you. We've come a long way from when we were playing and it was rub a little dirt on it. Don't be such you a know, Suck it up. Yeah. It, it's not. I mean, we all say that, but it was the case. You, yeah. Oh, you got your bell rung. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got decleated in college once and they played the videotape like eight times because my feet went over my head. I was a long snapper and I ran down the field and I didn't look at my blind side Ooh. and a guy just decleated me. And uh, I think they wore the tape out going forwards and backwards and laughing. I'm sure. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and I didn't feel right for a while. Yeah. yeah. That was a concussion. No one said that. Do I have to do this? Do we need to, do we need to go? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, <laughs> it is. We just forget you're doing a radio show when you're talking yeah. to base. Good to see you. Thank you very much. All yeah, the best to Dave and to, uh, Chris, to Wolf. Chris Wolf. Yeah, of course.